Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're back in the book of Joshua today. Officially, we're looking at chapter 12, 12 13, um, and chapter 14. Um, but as we get into this study, chapter 14 is where our main focus is going to be on. Chapter 12 is a whole bunch of lists of all the kings defeated by Moses and defeated by Joshua and uh, uh, just a very as as McGee says, kind of boring. You know, you're just, doesn't mean much to us. Just a list of names of people we don't know, and this one's the king of this one, and this one's the king of this one. You know, Moses defeated a bunch of them. Joshua defeated a bunch of them. And it kind of goes over to make an, a point, McGee says, that it just shows that God knows the details of every one of these kings, every one of these people listed here. God knows them. We don't know them. They don't mean a lot to us, but you know what? They mean a lot to God, enough to put their names in this book. There's a very detailed account of everything that happens so that people could go back and look and say, you know what, God's in control, God's sovereign, and God knows every one of these kings got defeated by Moses. He was with Moses at the time, and God remembers And the little things that you and I do in our lives today that we might not think are important to anybody else, you know what? God knows. The little things that people forget and a lot of the things we forget that we do, you know what? God doesn't forget them. Every day is important. Every day is sovereign. Every one of us is important and every one of us is sovereign to God. God is sovereign over all of us. But we matter. Our decisions matter and our footsteps matter. So when we think about the events of the day, there's no throwaway day. There's no throwaway person. We're all important in God's eyes. And believe it or not, God knows the details of each one of our lives. They're important. And you know what else? God had given them this land, but look, Look at the detail that shows that each one of them had to go out and to get it. 
God's just not giving you everything on a silver platter. You have to go possess the land. They had to fight to get it, but God was with them. So God gives us our salvation in Jesus Christ. But that sanctification process is how we live our lives, is to how we go out and get it. You've got salvation, but you have to work day by day to work out your sanctification. So now we come to chapter 13. And just the high points of chapter 13, we see here that Joshua was old and advanced in years. We've read this before. Verse 1, And the Lord said to him, You are old and advanced in years. God tells it to him straight up. And there remains yet very much land to be possessed. What does that tell us? Well, McGee made the point that there were about there was about um, 300,000 acres of land promised. Only about, again, 30,000 possessed. What does that mean? They only possessed about 10% of the land. Isn't that interesting? God gives 100%, but we only possess about 10%. He asks us to give 10%. He gives 100%. We only give 10%. Look how how much do we, what percentage do we even possess? On their best day here, with their best leader, they only possessed about 10%. What is that saying for us today? God gives us so many spiritual blessings. And we, all of us, never come close to taking possession of the spiritual blessings God has already given us. Oh, if we could just step out of our own self-centeredness and live God-centered lives and take possession of all that we have been given us. That's what we need to do. Take possession of what God gives us. Verse 7, Now divide this land for for an inheritance to the nine tribes and half the tribe of Manasseh. Verse 8, with the other half-tribe of Manasseh, the Reubenites, the Gadites, received their inheritance, which Moses gave them beyond the Jordan eastward, as Moses from the servant of the Lord gave them. So they're dividing up the land, and we see a detailed account of who gets what. So they're going to um, receive this uh, gift that God has given them. It's very symbolic, you know, that there is, there are spiritual blessings that God will keep His promise about. Chapter 14, These are the inheritances that the people of Israel received in the land of Canaan, which Eleazar the priest and Joshua. Now remember, Eleazar was um, Aaron's son. Remember, Aaron was the 
brother of Moses. So Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun and the heads of the father's houses of the tribes of the people of Israel gave to them to inherit. Okay, so the chief priest and Joshua are there and they're, um, well, the chief priest and Joshua were there to try to help divvy all this stuff up. Verse 2, their inheritance was cast by lot, just as the Lord had commanded by the hand of Moses for the nine and one half tribes. So it's by lot, and it's interesting that my study Bible pointed out that um, doing it by lot was guaranteeing the divine oversight to protect Israel's leaders from any suspicion of favoritism. So there you go by that. So they're divvying it up by lot. Then we've got um, verse 6. The people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jeponiah, uh, the Kizite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God in Kadesh Barina, concerning you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of our Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barina to spy out the land. And I brought him word again that it was as it was in my heart. But my brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. Okay, so he's 40 years old out in the wilderness. He's one of the original spies that went into the promised land. And he brings back telling them, don't be afraid, guys. It's good land. The other people were afraid. They didn't want to fight. And they were telling the land, telling the people it wasn't worth fighting for. The hearts of the people melted. But Caleb said, no, it is. We can take possession of what God promised us. Verse 10, now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. And just as he said these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke his word to Moses while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now behold, I am this day 85 years old. So he was 40 when he started his thing. Now he's 85. So for 45 years, he's been doing his thing. And he says, I'm still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength is now as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. So now give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard that day how Anakim were there, the Anakim, with the great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out, just as the Lord said. So he's saying, look, give me this land because the Lord may need me still. Don't give me just some retirement plot. Put me out on the front lines. Put me out where God can use me. I'm 85 years old, and I'm looking to be useful to God. Even at 85 years old, Caleb is enjoying the spiritual blessings that God is giving him. He's not looking to himself. He's still living his life as a complete sacrifice to God. Verse 13. Then Joshua blessed him, and he gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jeponiah, 
for an inheritance. Therefore Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jeponiah, the Kizite, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. Now the name of Hebron formerly was Kareth Arabah. Arabah was the greatest man among the Anakim. And the land had rest from war. Okay. So he gives this to Caleb. He's out on the front line in case he needs to be called up. Wow. What a powerful story as we meet Caleb. 80 years old, kept his mind on the future. Kept his mind on the hope that comes from God. One of only the, the two, um, Joshua and Caleb, that were from the original generation that was lost in the wilderness, that eventually got a chance to cross the Jordan. Enjoying the spiritual blessings at 85. What a great passage for us to read today. So, from me to all of you, as always, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. Our number one enemy is ourselves. And let us look to being useful no matter what age we are. So, we'll stop here. We'll keep our sweet Emma in our prayers and Matali's family. And we'll see you here once again next time as we continue to study this great book of Joshua.